The truth is, your time here is limited. Without hyper-consciousness and consistent self-awareness, you will miss every opportunity to invest it wisely. There's never been a more important time then to focus on that which matters while actively and unapologetically ridding yourself from that which just doesn't. Your why power is the key designing your success or your circumstance. It will center you, ground you, and fuel you to accomplish even your wildest dreams. So don't waste another minute. Ask yourself that one crucial question. Why? Welcome, everyone. My name is Amelia Smith. And this is Bianca Thomas. And we're your hosts of the Why Power podcast. We have a very exciting episode to jump into, dive deeper into today. Last week, we did a how-to. This week, we're going to talk about why your thoughts are screwing you. B and I are so excited to jump even deeper into this episode because as you know, as we know, unconscious bias, implicit biases affect us all. And the thoughts that we have in our minds do screw us. So I asked B... I asked B, I said, B, can I do a uh, visualization with everyone <laughs> before we jump into the episode? And she was like, uh, well, what's it going to be? I said, hey, we can't do it right now. Otherwise, it won't be real. <laughs> so we're going to take you right through a quick visualization, or I'm going to, because it's, I want to set the tone for the episode. So if you're listening and if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But If you are listening and you do have the luxury of closing your eyes, I want you to do that because it does help with your visualization. So close your eyes if you can, or just imagine that you are going to the airport. You're driving to the airport. You're super duper late for your plane. You get your luggage, you rush in, you get on the plane, you sit down, you're finally relaxed. Okay, cool. Got my seatbelt. There's someone that comes down the aisle and they start talking to you about the seat buckle how you do it and everything. And then all of a sudden the pilot steps out and wants to, t- to say hi to everyone. All right, cool. Now you're sitting down. You end up falling asleep on your plane. You end up flying all the way to Florida and you get there. You see all your friends. It's great. You're sitting down, you're eating dinner and there's a couple right next to you and they are super lovey-dovey, super sweet and you just admire them. And then once you finish up dinner, you go to sleep. The next morning you wake up and you start going to a conference where the people on the stage are just absolutely inspiring you. So now with this visualization, I want you to pause, take in a big deep breath, and I want you to start to kind of look back and unwind all of those steps that you just took. So now you're in Florida, you're at a conference, there's people on stage. Who's on stage? What do they look like? Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it someone who's transgender? I want to rewind now back to that dinner. The couple sitting next to you, what do they look like? What's their sexual orientation? Did you imagine a gay couple? Did you imagine a white person? Did you imagine someone of color? Who did you imagine? Now rewind even further. You're on the plane. Who's that person on the plane that's telling you to buckle your seat buckles? What does that person look like? What are they wearing? 
how is their hair styled? And the person who was the pilot, what's their gender? Do they identify as a particular gender? Does that pop out at you? So this is the visualization that I want to take everyone through right now because I modeled it after I'm a TED shook. Talk, right? <laughs> this is something that I modeled after a TED Talk that I actually in research just about unconscious bias today was it, I, it was brought through by Valerie Alexander, who's um, a CEO of a tech company and she's a power woman and she took the entire stage or the entire room through that visualization. I found it was like super powerful and I have goosebumps right now. It's labeled how to uncover your unconscious bias and, and I'll include a link. But B, like even between you and I, I took myself through that visualization and like what I realized is that holy crap, what I imagined and what, what Valerie had said in the TED Talk is what all of us experience. We imagine things to what we are familiar with. Mm. Not what's different, not what's new, not what's ex unexpected. And I want to bring that to the forefront today because if there's anything that people take away, it's when, when it comes to your thoughts and why they're screwing you, it's, it really boils down to unexamined behavior, as mm. was mentioned in this TED Talk. So like B, if you would just take me through what you visualize, if you feel Jesus. comfortable sharing. Yeah, it's just... It is so funny because I'm literally like, you know me, I don't care who you are, what you look like. I accept everyone and love everyone. I mean, if I didn't, I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world, especially given my own gender and my sexual orientation and everything like that. The fact that I'm Middle Eastern and I'm a woman, you would think like, yeah, she's super progressive and I am, but mm -hmm. I also... Jesus Christ. Like, I, first of all, the pilot was a man. The person asking me for help was a woman. Like, the speaker on the stage, you're going to laugh, but I thought of Alan at first. And then I thought about Tony Robbins. So I know Alan, when he's listening to this, he's going to love he's gonna hearing light up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the couple at the restaurant was white and they were heterosexual. Like, mm. and that's coming from me. Like, the, like even just listening to that, the fact that me being who I am, I still experience that. It's just mind boggling to me. And I literally, the field of psychology that I'm studying is all about these unconscious patterns that you have in your life and how they're completely dismantling your life. Mm -hmm. So it's just so funny. Like having gone through that and I know so many people can probably relate to they're like wow I didn't think I thought like that but it's like wow <laughs> right so thank like you. well I I want to say thank you to Valerie Alexander who who went through in that TED talk because like when I was researching this B I was like I need to understand what my own unconscious bias mm -hmm. is and like what's what's the root at this at this episode because like we can define what unconscious bias is and we can start listing all the different unconscious bias that are in the, the world of psychology, but it won't actually hit home and resonate until we actually see ourselves in that. Yeah. And so by visualizing, we actually start to understand and uncover how our thoughts are screwing us and why mm -hmm. they are. So 
what does that do for like the greater society, right? Like, let's talk about that for a sec, because if, if you are, and I don't, like anyone who imagined anything remotely similar to Bianca or anything that makes you kind of take a step back and be like, wow, I didn't even realize, like, I hope that that's the reaction that we get from that because that's going to help you wake up to the fact that like we all have unconscious bias. Like we are human beings and we fear change. We like things that are the same to us. And that's just, you know, it's, it's that fear brain, the amygdala part of our brain that freaks out when there's anything that's unexpected or different from us. So getting really granular, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. There's a bias underneath that. And the only solution that you can really take to that is to just examine your own behavior. I don't want to get too deep into it because I know that we try to steer away from politics just because you and I don't know enough about it to talk about it. But I think this is exactly what is happening right now. There's so much conscious and unconscious bias going on right now that is just making such an impact on this world. And Mm. it's not even just the United States. Like what happens here impacts everywhere. And like how many of us don't even realize it? I didn't Mm. even realize that I still have some sort of unconscious bias. And I'm inclusive of everybody. I love everybody. I don't care who you are. So just to see that, like, me out of all people, first of all, I assumed the couple was heterosexual, and then the pilot was a man. Like, that's just, it's so weird to me. But Mm -hmm. again, what did we grow up hearing and seeing and being expressed to us what, like, that's normal? And that's what, that's all of what these unconscious biases are or cognitive bias or cognitive distortions or unhelpful thinking processes, you know, whatever the label is you want to give it, they all mean the same thing. But Mm. when it comes down to it, these are all things that we grew up learning. It, It wasn't like someone stood in front of you and handed you a list and was like, okay, here are all the things that you have to believe. It's like, no, based on when you were born, where you were born, who you were born to, the beliefs that they have, the beliefs of the community that you were in, the country you were born into, like your beliefs are not your own. They were molded to you. Which Mm -hmm. one of them do you actually believe in? Which ones were just imprinted onto you? And I've had to do a lot of soul searching about this recently. You know, within the last two years that I've been on my own personal development journey and trying to expand on my own mind and thought processes and emotions, you know, I really had to come and get really clear on that too. Like, why do I think this way? Who taught me this? Why is this what they believe? You know, they're not wrong for thinking it. They're not bad people, but they have this belief. Do I really believe that? Do I actually think X? Do I really believe Y? Or was this something that I just saw so often that I just took that as normal and as right. Mm. It's so true. And like, there's an example of like what, what you had mentioned, like you don't like, it's all imprinted on you. Right. And, and some people like what came to mind right there was like the Bible, the Quran, like there's books, right. That we grow up learning and that 
kind of starts to shape our beliefs. And we talk about beliefs over and over again, and we'll, we'll continue to drive in that point because it's everything. But really when it comes to it, like a lot of the people who love you, they just want to protect you. They want to reduce the degree to which you suffer in this world because we're human beings. We, we suffer, we experience joy. And then the opposite of that, and we, mm. we're suffering. And, and when we feel as though we're different, or when we start to consciously believe that, there's a degree of suffering because it, it scares the body. So there's physiological data which supports this, that your stress hormones and stress responses start gurgling in you as soon as you see something or learn something that's different from that which you know yeah, or that which you think you know, that which has been imprinted on you. And so like how can we actually look at the world from a clear perspective if we're constantly in a state of stress, when we're constantly in a state of emotional hijacking because we aren't being accepting nor embracing that which is different from what we quote unquote know. We can't. And so one thing that I want to encourage everyone is that like understanding how to examine your behavior, what you did be like asking like, why do I believe, like, why do I believe this? It's like, do I even believe this? Like, why am I attached to this belief? That was someone else's doing. That was just being in the right room. A pit bull who bit me, I might now have a, a stereotype or a bias formed for pit bulls and that they're bad, they're aggressive, they're this, they're that. One experience doesn't blanket an entire world or entire generation. And that's the thing. We have generationally passed down pain, mm. passed down suffering, and passed down biases, prejudices, stereotypes. Yeah. It's up to us to break that cycle, like we had mentioned in our how-to episode. But if we don't fully understand where that's coming from, that's where we we're not the masters, we're the slaves to our thoughts, right? And so I think yeah. like, what do you say we walk them through a couple of cognitive biases or, or maybe even social tendencies? Because, you know, part of it is understanding what to be aware of so that you can help understanding your life when, you know, for the visualization, right? The example that we gave, you wouldn't have known oh, I have unconscious bias in those situations unless you start right. to examine that behavior. So like I really try to replay every situation. Like people have said to me, like Amelia, you're always up in your head sometimes. Yeah, because I'm examining how I just behaved in that moment because oftentimes we're just reacting. Mm. We're not responding. Responding insinuates that there's a pause that's taken by conscious thought before you react. Reaction, and B, I'm sure you could talk talk about this in terms of like your perspective too. Is like it's reaction, it's it's movement without conscious thought. Mm -hmm. Most of the most of the biases that we have, or the any of the other terms that I use, you know, cognitive distortions core beliefs that we have, the thoughts that we have, you know, the feelings we have. Like we said, they're all conditioned. Most of them are reactive. They're not us consciously thinking, 
this is X, this is the situation that happened, here's what I thought, this was how I felt, this is the behavior that I did. It's not like you're choosing, okay, here's this, I'm going to think this way, I'm going to feel this way, and I'm going to respond this way. It's mm-hmm. boom, 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 and then 10 minutes later, you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know, I had, I had one of my clients start using an automatic thought record and this literally is what I just explained. It's going through situations and going through exactly, okay, what was the situation that happened? What was I feeling? What was I thinking? And then how did I respond? And then what was the outcome of that whole situation of the response, how I felt, and then the thought? Once you truly have an understanding of your thought patterns, because we very much so have same patterns that happen over and over and over again. And I mentioned this last time. We have these schemas that they're just patterns. They're little boxes and they're little filters. And we have set schemas or filters about certain things. So your friend waves at you. That goes into a schema that I'm happy my friend waved at me. I feel loved. You get rejected or you ask someone on a date they say no you have that schema it goes right through a filter i'm worthless i'm unlovable i'm never going to be happy mm-hmm. and anything resembling that is going to go through that similar filter these are called schemas but they're also called cognitive distortions and i know i've mentioned this a lot i don't like using logistic terms but if you guys want to look this up that's the term that it will be Some of them are confirmation bias. You know, you're searching for clues that are going to fit the belief that you already have. You're confirming your own belief. Mm -hmm. So like if you look out the window and say every car on the road is red, you're only going to notice the red cars because you're looking for it. You know, what you you look for, you will find. Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. says it all the time. You know, what you look for, you'll find. So if you're searching for the idea that nobody loves me and everyone's out to get me, you're going to find it because you're going to mm. make situations turn into that. Oh my God. I, then can I jump in here real quick? Yeah, please. So there was, there was a situation and I don't fault him for it, but um, one of my exes was convinced that he had bad luck, terrible luck. And that was something that he always would say. And it just so happens like bad luck would find him. And I always wondered to myself like, is it because, and now that I have the verbiage, like, was it because of his schema that that's what uh, was attracted to him? And now with the, this higher degree of awareness that I have, like, no, shoot, <laughs> no, shoot, you had bad luck. That's what you were feeding yourself. And that was the schema yeah. that you kept replaying. So the world was out to get you for bad luck. The bad luck monsters were coming and gnawing at your ankles every single day. What if yep. you just turned that as like, I'm going to have a great day. I'm a very lucky person. I'm very fortunate. That's confirmation bias too, right? Like maybe. <laughs> I guess my question is you can use it for both. You can use it for good and for bad, right? These schemas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're usually used in negative ways or unhelpful ways. I don't want to say negative. They're usually mm-hmm. used for unhelpful ways. So what you do is you reconstruct it. and. Okay. I understand that all of this sounds challenging, 
but it just takes practice. You know, nobody has gone through this once and is like, oh, I can change my thoughts in a day. Like, no, I have some core beliefs and some of these same biases that I've had for years that I'm still working on. You know, it takes time, but it's not not doable. So like another one is catastrophizing, you know, always assuming the absolute worst situation possible. So let's say you get a phone call from your partner and they say, hey, I need to talk to you about something later. Based on your past experiences, you've probably had situations where someone said they want to talk to you and it ended up in a bad outcome. So -hmm. you now have this belief that someone wants to talk to me, a bad outcome is going to happen. So what do you do? You're freaking out. Your mind is racing. Your heart is pounding. You start feeling sick. You know, you feel like the world is on fire. Come to find out your partner literally was just asking you like something stupid, like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner later? Or like, hey, I'm getting you something like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, isn't this like because we have that belief? Oh, sorry. It it glitched a little. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. No, I was going to say because we have this pattern of catastrophizing, Mm -hmm. we continue the pattern without any evidence. So I was going to say the last thing I'm going to say about this is, so how do you fix this, right? How do you get over this? You challenge it and it's going to take time, but challenge it. What is the evidence to support that this is actually what is going to happen? Okay. What's the evidence against it? How, how am I wrong about this? Mm. Use them both. And then what's the most realistic scenario? Okay. Have they ever done this before? Has this ever happened before in this specific situation? No. Okay, then what do I have to worry about? And it's going to take time to really believe it, even though you're reconstructing that thought. It's going to take time for you truly to believe it. But over time, continuously going through this pattern of questioning your thoughts, it will change. But give yourself the grace and the empathy and the love Mm -hmm. and the understanding that it is going to take time. And just give yourself that time. Don't expect that it's going to fix itself in a day or in a week or in a month or even a year. Mm-hmm. This is something literally that I said to one of my clients yesterday, like have compassion. That's one word that really resonates with me is like have compassion for whether it's your cognitive biases, your your stereotypes that you're seeing that you're, you, you hold on to, like realize that like you're human And now that you're aware of it, you can start working through it, like examining your behavior. Like that's so important. And like that example that you just used, like a tough conversation, right? Like let's just kind of run through something that I think everyone can relate to on some level or or another, a relationship that you have, right? You have, you know, your, your partner calling you asking to talk about something. Okay. So now you're super nervous because of a previous experience, right? And this is where your thoughts are screwing you, right? Because of that, you don't want to have that tough conversation. So what do you sink into? One of those social tendencies, which is the pain avoidance tendency. You're like, I don't want to talk. We're not going to talk about it. So like this tough conversation, we're going to just kind of like scoot it under the rug, right? And then that starts building resentment. And there's even some couples, whether it's couples, partners, business relationships, like where they'll say, wait a second, but you know, like we're going to have a, a conversation and it's going to be tough, but like man, I don't really know if this relationship is for me. So I'm thinking of the cost sunk bias, which is like 
I've been in this belief system or I've been in this relationship or I've been a part of this community that believes or thinks this way, it's going to be so freaking scary to jump out of this, mm-hmm. whether that's like a, a cultural belief, whether that's like a relationship that you're in or whether that's like being different from your family, right? Like you might not be accepted, right? If you start to go flock to a different colony, right? It's free. You're freaking <laughs> out now. So like not only, so now you're stacking all of these social tendencies, right? And cognitive biases. So you're like oh, totally yeah. screwed. And then like, what happens after that? Like you're stacking how many, like there's so many biases just in that piece. Like so the pain avoidance, many. the catastrophizing, cost sunk bias, like what there's the heck so are you going to do from there? And, and what, like why that's screwing you and I want to bring that up is because like how the heck are you going to be able to change anything? Like how the heck are you going to be able to examine your own behavior get outside of your emotions and like you you suggest your clients which is something that like literally i love like i didn't know this was a label but like go through that automatic thought record because mm. you don't even want to see your thoughts at that point you're like nope we're good like mom and dad maybe this way like we're just going to continue thinking this nope we're good my my friends you know love going out drinking i'm just going to continue doing that right avoidance is the number one maintainer of pain Avoidance is the, one of the number one reasons why your pain and your suffering is being maintained. In trauma, when you're treating someone with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety disorders, depression, social phobia, obsessive compulsive disorder, the very first thing that you do is exposure because it forces you to stop avoiding. Avoidance is the number one maintainer of your pain. I'm not going to talk to this person. I don't feel like it. I'm not getting into it with them tonight. I'm mad at my partner again. I'm not bringing it up. My friend just hurt me. I'm not mentioning this to them. And then what happens? It bottles up and bottles up and bottles up. And you try stuffing those feelings and those thoughts away. And what happens? A brick gets thrown at your head and they just come shooting in. This is how your thoughts are screwing you because they're forcing you and they're allowing you to make bad choices, to make unhelpful choices, to not live in your highest potential, to not seek the growth and the challenges and the love and the beauty of life that all of us want out of what? Fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of pain, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear, fear of loss. I love your fire. I want you to keep going. <laughs> no, I'm I'm so tangent. no, I love it. There's so much passion behind that. And because like, I know oh. like you've experienced so much pain underneath that as have I. And like, yeah, as has everyone else, we all have traumas. There's little traumas. There's big traumas. We've talked about mm-hmm. it in other episodes, like, and we'll continue to talk about it. Like working through those little and big traumas are all part of helping you to examine your own behavior, helping you to understand that you don't need to keep just pressing things down and getting in a pressure cooker. And then like, what good is that for anyone? It's not good for the world. Like, Trust me, that's going to come out in some really nasty ways. 
those tough conversations that you're not having, whether that be your partner, whether that be your boss, whether be whether that be some random stranger who commented on the way you look, the way whatever like your style is that like just didn't really resonate with you. Like mm. all of that being suppressed is like you said, like you're bottling it up. Like our bodies will start to carry that stress. And then we you know, what, what do humans do? We slip into vices. We slip into bad, poor choices. I've been there. I'm sure you have. Like I've been it, there. It manifests in really nasty ways that does not create a beautiful world. And like Bianca and I are so passionate about helping you guys, you women, like all of you be better versions of yourself. And and mm-hmm. it really boils down to this, which what we're saying, which is, you know, having an awareness of what you're thinking and how your thoughts are screwing you and why they are, more importantly, yeah. that will give you the power ultimately to to choose, you know, because then you'll be able to have a higher degree of awareness. Like I like, I think of like finding Nemo and uh Maybe it's not Finding Nemo. It's in Finding Dory where there's like a, a beluga whale. I think it's a beluga whale that has like, I think it's sound technology that they they hear in order to see. I don't know what it's called. But essentially yeah. like once you hear things in a different way, you start to actually visualize it in your own life. Terrible, terrible metaphor. Me and my <laughs> metaphors, we'll just throw them out the window. So no, but really like now that you have a higher degree of awareness, you actually have choice. And now you cannot be the slave of your own thoughts. You can actually start to work to be towards your master. And like B said at the beginning, like you're just like one step in your journey is one step in the right direction. And making sure that you just have the courage. Like I always try to give an anecdote, like every single episode, the antidote for me is always going to be courage because when it comes down to it, like B said, it's all fear. All of it's fear. We just want to belong. We just want love like straight up. You know, I'm sure you've heard it in so many other podcasts. Like that's the root. That's just our human nature. Like don't let the fear stop you from stepping into those uncomfortable situations, into those uncomfortable conversations, whether it be with yourself, your family, your friends, like have those conversations, understand you are all, we are all one. Like the United States obviously impacts China, obviously impacts Italy, obviously impacts Russia, Australia. Why? We are all a part of earth. Like there's no way that what we choose today is not going to affect the rest of the world in one way, shape or form. So as I kind of wrap this up in my end, like I just want to continue to encourage you all to not fear that little part of suffering. That is where the growth is. That is where the gold Mm. is. When you suffer, there's a degree of that which it comes learning and learning is growing and growing is the opposite of dying. And so help yourselves by helping everyone else and manifest those little moments and choose in those moments to actually step back and take a look at your behavior, take a look at your thoughts and say like, all right, like they may be screwing me now, but they're not going to be screwing me over in the future. Yeah. Amelia and I literally are like, we're just, we're speaking from experience, you know, like I can't speak for her, but I can speak for myself. My thought pattern in the past was tragic, literally tragic. Like it could have ruined my life Mm. because 
the way I was thinking was impacting the choices I was making. And those choices I was making were significantly hurting me, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And it all was from fear of facing myself, of facing those thoughts, of facing the people who were hurting me, of not being liked, not being loved, of loss, just any loss of love of any of these things. And we all want to be loved. We all want to belong, like Amelia said, but who do you want to be loved for? For this mm. pattern and this version of yourself that isn't even you, that you don't even really believe, but you're following it because you don't know any other way or because you're too scared to choose something else or because it's you who you really are and what you really believe and who you really want to be. You know, again, I'm just speaking from experience, but I was hiding pieces of myself most of my life up until recently. And I recently, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, why am I going to hide who I am? Because what? Someone else can't accept that? That's on them. They're the only ones unhappy with it. Not me. Each girl. It's just, we all do this though. We all, we just want love and we're willing to do anything for it. And these thought processes, these thought processes significantly impact that. So if this is the only thing you get out of this episode, I really hope you hear it. Start questioning what you are thinking and why you are thinking it. And if you really believe it. Mm. B, I just want to say like hearing that made me so happy because you were just shining. You were just absolutely shining. And for anyone who will watch this, um, the full episode, um, I can say from firsthand experience and, and B can too, we have sit, we have sat in the seat right alongside each other just from like the last year, year and a half, you know, now. And, um, we've gone through some (laughs) Chicago. Chicago. We've gone through some shit. Like, yeah, no lie. We definitely have. There's been a lot of transitions in our personal lives, in our our collective lives. And with every step that we've taken, B has just triumphed. Um, And like, she is, you are an inspiration to me. And just hearing you say that, knowing everything that you've gone through and everything that you, not gone through, that you've driven to, you've driven towards, and you just continue to be just such a, a badass in that. And <laughs> like, like straight up guys, like, sorry, I'm just like totally geeking out at my, my business partner. Cause she like, you know, like this is this is what it's all about, like loving each other for the differences and for the courage that each one of us have had to be our own selves and to actually take off that skin and that jacket that since birth we have been cloaked with yeah. and layered on every single, you know, whether it's a school that we've gone to, whether it's a religious belief that we've been associated to by birth, like all of these jackets, like you have fierce, fearlessly just started to take them all off and say, all right, let's, let's start new. Like now that I realize I have a brain, like let's start new. This is, this is me. And I'm going to, I'm going to 
give birth to my own version of me. And that's what I want to encourage everyone else to do because take it from B and I, like that's what this year has been about. It's been the rebirth. And I think that all of the world is, is seeing that this is happening right on a global scale, but yet they might not be harnessing that power for themselves. Like this is your time to shine. I don't care when you're listening to this, this is that moment. Mm. Thank you for that. I truly could not have gotten to where I am if I hadn't had your courage to push me, you know? Mm. I, yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) And to everyone listening, just understand that change is painful. If I told you it wasn't, I'd be lying. You know, the amount of pain that I've been through in the last six months is uncomparable, but the amount of growth that I've experienced from it has also been extraordinary. Um, so sit in it and reach out to Amelia, reach out to myself. You know, we accept everybody with open arms and we're truly here trying to, you know, lead all of you because we've been through it and we want to help you guys through it too. Um, yeah. We love you guys and just reach out. Let us help in any way we can and keep listening to the show. Heck yeah. Let us know how you like this episode. Send us a screenshot if you're listening to uh, us, whether that be on Facebook or Instagram. Tag us at the Y Power Podcast. We love hearing from everyone. We've gotten so much love from our listeners and literally it lights Bianca and I up so much. Um, and as I you can tell, talk as you can tell, like <laughs> we're literally like glowing, like geeking out. You know, we love love. Who doesn't love love? And we love to give back love to you because we love you guys. So, with that being said, we gotta go. Bianca's gotta get to class. I gotta get to my clients. So, thank you for listening. We're so excited to jump back in next week. We will be talking to you soon. Bye, guys. If this episode resonated with you or you gained value from it, please leave us a five-star review so that we can encourage more people like you to discover their own why power. It's more important now than ever that people have their why power. So please stay connected and text why power to 31996 right now to become an exclusive member of our wiser community. We're so excited to connect with you and to have you along the journey. Remember to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the Y Power Podcast. Visit us at theypowerpodcast.com and to chat with us directly on Instagram at Amelia May or Bianca Alexa. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.